You've logged on to Chris Stewart Online, the official podcast of Alabama broadcaster Chris Stewart. This podcast is brought to you by Townsend Honda, Skyland Boulevard in Tuscaloosa, and online at TownsendHonda.com. Andrew Sports Medicine, orthopedic care for all in the relentless pursuit of victory over injury. Mobley and Sons, a fine gentleman's clothier in Tuscaloosa. Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. KS Services Heating and Air, Alabama's most trusted heating, cooling, and plumbing company. And by the Alabama Crimson Tide Fan Card, the only prepaid fan card for Alabama fans. Online at myfancard.com. From the Crimson Tide to Birmingham High School football and everything else in the state of Alabama and sports, it's Chris Stewart Online. Welcome once again, everybody, to my podcast. Really appreciate you logging on as we get ready for, yeah, it's traditionally called the third Saturday in October, but we know it's the fourth. If you looked at the calendar, it doesn't matter. It's Alabama, Tennessee. Really, really special. Yes, Alabama's dominated. Yes, Alabama fans love it. Obviously, Tennessee fans hate it. But I think the fact that Alabama fans still look forward to this game as much as they do tells you just how big the rivalry is. Obviously, Tennessee's going to want to win the game, but when it still means as much to Alabama fans as it does, given the recent success, uh, I say recent, ever since Nick Saban walked on campus, it's been owned by the Crimson Tide, a historical run of uh, 14 straight in the series, going for the 15th today uh, or this weekend, and uh, really, really special from a Bama perspective, the 104th meeting Alabama with 58 on the field victories, 58, 37, and 8 is the all-time series. Bama 10 and 4 uh, in Tuscaloosa in the last or 14 meetings there at the Capstone. And uh, of course, last year when the two squads met in Knoxville, it was uh, not much of a contest. The tide rolled to a 48. To 17 victory in that one. Let's uh, let's listen to uh, a conversation that I had with the voice of the Tennessee Vols. I say it's a conversation that I had. I was a part of the conversation along with my radio broadcast partners Mike Grace and J.D. Byers. We host a daily, uh, a weekday talk show called The Press Box where we welcome different guests such as play-by-play announcers. Many of them are. Uh, and have some conversations like we would normally have getting ready for a ball game. Uh, a little bit different approach instead of the breakdown of, of each game, even though we do cover that a little bit. We, uh, we talk some different topics, and uh, that's the way the discussion goes today. Again, Mike Grace, J.D. Byers, and myself visiting with the voice of the Tennessee Volunteers, my friend Bob Kessling. Yeah, it's a, a great time of the year. Every time these two teams get together, I look forward to it every year. It hadn't been as much fun the past several years, but it's still it's great when these two teams play. And uh, uh, y'all expect uh, you know a good game. And 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 I've told you guys this before. What I like about it, it's just such a, uh, a clean rivalry. There's respect between the two schools. Uh, both the schools know their history and their tradition and. And uh, so I, I just think it's a great game. I'm, I'm sure glad that they, they play every year. 
uh, I, I would slightly disagree with your, your assessment of whether it's been, you know, fun the last few years or not, but that's the only point of contention I have with you, Bob. <laughs> I think you nailed it otherwise. Yeah, uh, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, Alabama has just been really good and Tennessee has been, as we all know, going through coaching changes and we reworking the roster all the time. And, yeah. uh, so it's been, you know, it's, it's been hard, but you know, we, you remember the days when these teams would just stand toe to toe and just wail on each other. So, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's just a good rivalry. I mean, it's back, you know, they all, they say the Tennessee football, uh, started back with Gene McEver returned to kick off against Alabama. And that proved that Tennessee could play with, uh, you know, the best teams in the country is, and, uh, everything kind of took off from there. So, but it, you know, you go back and look at the players that have been in this, in this game and the coaches that have coached in it. It's, it's a pretty special rivalry really. Is. You know, to your point, you, you know, I know your quarterback took some, took some heat obviously for the, the final play of the ball game the other day against Ole Miss, but I, I pointed out yesterday, I think it was on the show, you know, it, it's not as if that hadn't been done before. Kenny Stabler threw it out of bounds to stop the clock against Tennessee once as well, mm-hmm. and that guy still got to Canton. Now, I'm not claiming that uh, that your guy's going to. I'm just saying it happens, and uh, it, and that's part of the deal. But that's also one of the, the legacies. Mike and I work with Snake on a daily basis in – Remember him telling that story many times about everybody thought Coach Bryant was consoling him on the sidelines, and he said he was pinching the fool out of my neck, asking me <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah, you know that. You know, it, it's these still are young men that are playing sure. in a pressure pack situation, and and uh, you know that you know Joe Milton had been on the sideline for fifty nine minutes, hadn't been involved in the game, and then suddenly. He's thrown in there in the last minute of the game, and and uh, you know the 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 play before that, he threw a perfect yes. pass into yes. the end zone, and Cedric Tillman it just went off his fingertips. If Cedric Tillman can catch that pass, now you know Milton's got one speed on his fastball, which is full throttle. I mean, he he right. really can throw the football, um, and he threw a dart, and he threw it right in between three. Uh, Ole Miss players and Tillman had it. If Tillman could have caught that, all this other scenarios that have been painted all week about the fans throwing stuff on the field and all this, none of that would have mattered because of the f- fact that uh, Tennessee would have pulled that game out, pulled and and could have won it. So that's you know that's college football. That's how close the margins are sometimes, and and uh, so it so Milton instead of being the hero now is you know. Had, it takes on a different role because of running out of bounds there in that last play. But, um, you know, that's, that's what happens in, in, in college football. Sometimes that these, and, and again, we forget they're just young men out there trying to win a game. And sometimes they, they make mistakes. Bob Kessling is the voice of the volunteers. He's inside the press box, uh, here on the eve of the third, th- third Saturday in October. Uh, Bob, I'm not trying to make light of the fact that Alabama has been dominant in the series, trying to make it 15 consecutive, but I was trying to go back to the last Tennessee win. If I'm not mistaken, I was working. I do know I was working at a, an NBC affiliate television station covering the game, and I had the Tennessee locker room. It was at Bryant-Denny postgame. Was this the last Tennessee win? Was Casey Clawson, Jason Witten, was that their team? Because I remember we had Witten in the locker room, and 
do, do guys like that, they don't, they don't come around. They're kind of generational players. That's how special they were to that program. Yeah. Uh, Casey Clawson had a tremendous ability to win games on the road. I mean, he won at Florida. He won at Tuscaloosa. Um, I, I think he only lost two road games in his entire career. He was just uh, tremendous. He, Witten and, and Clawson also teamed up for a six-overtime win against Arkansas where they uh, – uh, Casey was playing with, uh, I remember the, the story he had uh, kind of banged up his shoulder in, in the, uh, fourth quarter of the game and he got a hit again in the overtime. And, uh, so they, the trainer came up and said, Casey, we think you might've cracked your collarbone. And Casey said, so <laughs> he's not coming out of the game. Wow. And uh, so then at sixth overtime, he hit Witten right down the middle for the winning touchdown catch against Arkansas. So Casey is one of, you know, he was, uh, I, I always remember, he was one of my favorite players at Tennessee. He was, they called him the Iceman. You know, he never really changed his expression. He just went out there and played. And um, we did a video one time um, about the great quarterbacks in, in Tennessee history and and so we interviewed them all. We, you know, we, we, you know, T. Martin and Peyton Manning and Bobby Scott, and down through the list. And uh, Casey was coaching uh, high school football at that time. He was wor- working for his dad's company, but he was also coaching high school football. So he couldn't uh, come to Knoxville, and so we flew out to California and and uh, went out to the high school where he was coaching, and we uh, sat him down and. And uh, we did this interview and we started talking about some of these great moments and, and uh, talked about that Alabama win and some of the other deals. And, and so I kind of asked him, uh, you know, what, what it meant for him to wear the orange shirt. And all of a sudden he, he just he got emotional. He said, you're going to have to stop. You're going to have to st- please turn the camera off. And it was so surprising to me that it, that it really meant that much to him to play for Tennessee and, and uh, to, uh, to have all those great memories and, and what it meant for him and in his career. So I'll, I'll never forget that. You know, you, you, you see these guys and, and uh, you know, Casey always tried to be like nothing was phasing him, and, but it really meant a lot to him. And I think that Alabama game was one of the more special ones in his career. Uh, we're talking earlier about the, the stretch that Alabama's in, but I think people forget that this has truly been, even though this, this run is historic, this has been a series that, for whatever reason, has not been a back and forth. It's been one mm. side tends no, to right. have have a handful of wins or more. It goes back the other way, and, and that in and of itself, I think, makes it fairly unique. Yeah, I think you're right, Chris. And, and down through the years, I mean, they've been playing, what, since 1904, I think, and you go back, and there are long streaks on both sides. When, uh, you know, Coach Fulmer had a tremendous run there for a while. And, uh, you know, Coach Majors and yet had a streak there, too, back in the 80s. So, they're, the, yeah, they've, they've had – both these teams have had their, their tendencies to, to uh, take advantage of long winning streaks in this. The, although this, this Alabama streak now is getting to be a little bit ridiculous and out of control. <laughs> Tennessee needs to do something about that. But you know what they say is that, you know, for, for it to really be a rivalry, you got to beat the other guy. And, uh, and I think, you know, Tennessee and Alabama have, have gone back and forth pretty good down through the years, but there have been streaks. And this is one where, 
Tennessee needs to figure out a way to to get back on level playing field with Alabama, and that's what they're trying to do. You referenced it a, a few minutes ago. It it wasn't a lot of people. It was enough to to make a mess of things at the the end of that ball game. But everything I've heard, it was a phenomenal atmosphere until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you feel you feel for Tennessee as a whole, and I you know people like yourself, but really feel bad for the kids. How have they not managed that necessarily, but in the wake of being so close and almost having, having that win, how have they managed things this week in terms of just getting back to football? You know, Josh Heupel has done, I think, a remarkable job with this football team, with this program when he came in. Um, he, you know, was dealt a bad hand. He was dealt a situation where he had over 30 people leave, which, you know, anytime you have a coaching change, guys leave. That's just what happens. But he lost over 30 players and through graduation and through transfer portals and those type things. And suddenly he gets in spring practice. He's just trying to, to, to plug holes. I mean, one of our long snappers had to play linebacker in the, the orange and white spring game because they just didn't have enough players to play. So that kind of shows you where you were, but he never once complained about it. He never once said, well, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to throw this season off and we're going to, you know, regroup and, you know, none of that. Uh, Yeah. I never, I've never heard him say one negative thing about any of his players, the program or the, the hand he was dealt. He's been so positive uh, about everything. Uh, now he'll say sometimes we need to get better in this in this category. We can do better here, but it's never a negative thing. It's never, it, and he hasn't thrown anybody under the bus. It, it has been pretty remarkable how positive he has been about these players. It's always been well, these are the guys we got, and we're going to go to battle with them, and we're going to coach them up, and we're going to uh, go out and play as hard as we can. Now he did a tremendous. A couple of great hires on this team, one Willie Martinez and the other one Rodney Garner, who are both veteran SEC uh, coaches, and they both have done a remarkable job with this team. The defensive line, I think everybody thought that, uh, well, there's you know no way these guys are going to be able to stand up. And Matthew Butler now suddenly is playing as well. He had 80 snaps, guys, the other night against Ole Miss. Think about that. You know, Ole Miss ran 101 plays. Matthew Butler, a defensive lineman, played 80 snaps. That's like two games for a defensive yeah. lineman in one night. And uh, didn't phase him. He just said, well, that's what you have to do. You got to go play. And uh, you look at the secondary, Theo Jackson and and Alante Taylor uh, and Trayvon Flowers. They, they had some veterans back there. But Theo Jackson is playing as well as any defensive back in this league. And – they just they're flying around on defense and they're playing hard and um, it's it's been really I don't want to say they're playing over their heads because that's unfair to them but I do believe that they're playing up to their they're getting every single ounce of uh, the talent that they have on on this roster and they're all playing extremely well and then and, and that's and that's coaching and that's a compliment to to Doc, Josh Heupel and his staff. Uh, Heupel came coming in was regarded as one of the best play callers in America. I think you look at his stats back when he was the 
offensive coordinator with Drew Locke at Missouri and then what he did at Central Florida. They've always put up points. They've always put up big yards. And so that means your scheme and your system and, and your ability to call the right play at the right time uh, is, is you know, very important. And Josh Heupel's been able to do that, and he's been able to do it at Tennessee. I mean, they've, they've drawn up big plays, and they've been able to execute and, and uh, put up good numbers. So uh, I, I think he's – I think he's done a, a tremendous job with this football team. And, you know, they're outmanned, and they'll be outmanned Saturday night. But they're, I think they're going to come in there and fight and, and play hard and I think more importantly play well. When the, Now that they've cut down their mistakes and their turnovers yeah. and their penalties, the penalties and the mistakes are the reason they lost to Pittsburgh. They had 13 penalties in the game. Well, they've cut those penalties down. You look at the, the number of penalties they've had the last several games, and it's way down. And they haven't turned the ball over. Uh, Hendon Hooker's thrown one interception all season. And uh, so that that has been a reason why this team has been competitive and is I think has really played well. Hooker going to be able to go? Well, he's done some things this week. And, uh, you know, again, it's one of those game-time decisions. Uh, Coach Heupel hasn't ruled him out, but he hadn't said he's going to play. So, uh, I got you. Yeah, you know, you know how these coaches are now. They don't, they don't, Absolutely. they won't tell you anything about their injuries. But uh, right. Hooker's Hooker's making the trip, so I think if he's making the trip, that would a lot, you know, lead you to believe that there's a chance anyway. he, he he's going to play. But the offense so far for the last five, Bob, have been balanced. And there was a really good story al.com this morning about the difference and what Alabama fans will notice that's different from the past ball offenses this is this is a, a situation where Tennessee's hit 200 yards rushing and passing for good balance and for their last five right and you look at their um, numbers on defense I mean on offense I don't I'm not, I don't I don't have the stats in front of me but I know that uh, Tennessee has been up near the top of the league all season in running attempts total in the league and rushing yards and Josh Heupel will tell you, you know, that most people believe he's a, you know, mad scientist wanting to throw the ball all the time. But the matter of fact is he wants to run the ball. He wants to spread you out, get you to spread your defense all over the field. And then he wants to run the ball. And they've, they've had the running backs banged up. Tyon Evans has missed some time and Jabari Small has missed some time because uh, they've run the ball so much. But if, 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 if on a perfect day, they want to run the football at you and uh, so that has been one of the key things now Alabama is second stop of the run so that's yeah. going to make a very interesting stat in the game uh, I think tomorrow night which you know can Alabama stop the Tennessee run and make them throw or is Tennessee going to be able to run the ball like they've done against everybody else I think that's a key stat in the game but uh, but he wants to run the ball he 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 makes no bones about it I mean they're near the top of the league in first downs as well. So that tells you that they're running the ball and moving the, the chains. They want to run the ball and then throw it over your head. When you come up to stop the run, then they want to get a mismatch on the outside and take a shot down the field. And uh, when when Tennessee's offense is running its best, that's what they do. I know this is considered by some to be blasphemous to ask this question as we uh... – rapidly approach technically the fourth Saturday in October, but historically we call it the third. 
there. Uh, yeah. What are y'all doing for basketball before the the season tips off? You get an exhibition Saturday? Uh, no, no, nothing. Uh, they they're playing Lenore Ryan at the end of the at the end of the month, but uh, they don't they don't do those big orange madness things or anything like they used to. They just kind of they had an open scrimmage last week where everybody could come in and watch them, uh, both the men and the women play, but. Uh, not one of those big extravaganzas when they, you know, they do all the bunch of stuff. Rick Barnes, he just wants to go play. I think, you know, they, I think they're going to do one of those secret scrimmages. They usually do it against Davidson, the men's team, yeah. or uh, so I think they'll probably do that, but they don't tell you about that. But uh, uh, they, they, this, this basketball team should be pretty good. They, they've gone out and restocked the roster, and they got John Fulkerson coming back for his. 15th season as a Tennessee basketball player. And uh, so they got a bunch of guys, uh, Josiah Jordan, James coming back. And, uh, you know, the one thing about last year's team is it was very talented. I mean, they had two first round NBA draft picks on that team, but they didn't have a point, a true point guard that really wanted to play point guard. And that, that was one of the problems. Well, they've got one now in Kennedy Chandler, who was a true point guard and a five-star guy. So, that's one of the reasons for a lot of optimism is that uh, Rick Barnes now he's got a guy that's going to run his offense and get him into a uh, into plays and so and so they've got a lot of talent. I think it's going to be a really good basketball team. So looking forward to that, which starts here in a couple of weeks. Our final minute with Bob Kessling, voice of the Vols, and, and again Bob Mike back in here. I'll finish up with this question only because. You're the one guy I know who might have the clout to get this done. There was a time in this in this in this matchup where Tennessee would wear their orange jerseys with the white pants and the and the orange trim, and Bama would wear their crimson jerseys and the white pants with the crimson trim. Can you get that back? Can we get can we get both teams in their home jerseys? I would love that. Yeah, I, I have no idea why they can't get that done. Yeah, I, yeah. well, it, it it brings you to the other point. Why can't they play this game on the third Saturday in October? I mean, yeah. wouldn't you think you would just get your schedule out? It's okay. We're going to plug Tennessee and Alabama on the third Saturday in October yeah. and build everything else around that. Yeah. Why that can't get done is the same reason they can't wear crimson and, and orange. I, 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 so. I, I, I don't get it. Thanks again to Bob for joining us uh, on the show, the Press Box, which uh, made available to you that conversation. Make it available to you on my podcast. And again, that, that show is available uh, pressboxradio.com is where you can find out more information about the uh, the daily show that I do with Mike Grace and J.D. Byers. Really enjoy that every day and hope that you will check it out if you get the opportunity. Again, Alabama and Tennessee Saturday, a kickoff time set for 6 o'clock Central. going to be a great night. ESPN will televise it. I tell you what, it is basically all Bama. On the uh, the broadcast, of course you expect that with our crew, the Crimson Tide Sports Network, with Eli on the call, uh, John Parker Wilson, Rashad Johnson roaming the sidelines, and myself. But you've also got Greg McElroy joining uh, Jason Benetti on the ESPN television broadcast. And ESPN Radio will have a Bama, I'll call it a Bama and a half flare. Bama flare is obviously Barrett Jones, but Ian Fitzsimmons, who spent a lot of time in the state of Alabama himself as a broadcaster, will be the sideline reporter as well. So uh, look forward to that one. Look forward to seeing a lot of friends. Look forward to seeing a lot of crimson and hopefully looking forward to seeing victory number seven on the year when the Tide and the Volunteers kick things off at Bryant-Denny. Our radio coverage on the Crimson Tide Sports Network 
will begin at 3. Thanks again, everybody. I really appreciate you checking out the podcast. We'll talk to you next week and Roll Tide. You've logged on to Chris Stewart Online, the official podcast of Alabama broadcaster Chris Stewart. This podcast is brought to you by Townsend Honda, Skyland Boulevard in Tuscaloosa and online at townsendhonda.com. Andrew Sports Medicine, orthopedic care for all in the relentless pursuit of victory over injury. Mobley and Sons, a fine gentleman's clothier in Tuscaloosa. Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. KS Services Heating and Air, Alabama's most trusted heating, cooling, and plumbing company. And by the Alabama Crimson Tide Fan Card, the only prepaid fan card for Alabama fans. Online at myfancard.com. From the Crimson Tide to Birmingham High School football and everything else in the state of Alabama and sports, it's Chris Stewart Online.